Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hey, glad to see you all here today. Do me a favor, take a second, turn to those around you and say, I am so glad you made it. So glad you made it. So glad, so glad, so glad you made it. Special shout out to all of you joining us in Peru, the Peru crew. I'm waving at you. Wave back, Peru crew. Come on. I know you want to do it. That's great. Online, you get a high five for all of you joining us online. Don't actually high five your screen or TV. That could be a whole thing I don't want to be liable for. But high fives, air fives for you. So glad you're back for our brand new series starting today. It's called Under Pressure. (laughs) So let's dive right in. Let me ask you a question today and see if it resonates with you. How many of you know of someone, a family member, friend, or even just acquaintance, who lately has been dealing with, well, a little bit of pressure? Just raise your hand if that's true. Online, Peru is welcome. Okay, you can put your hands down. Thank you so much for voting. Now, for those of you who just raised your hand a moment ago, how many of you would be willing to admit that the person you are thinking about who is under pressure is actually sitting in your chair right now. Come on. (laughs) Safe place. Very good. Lots of hands raised, I'm sure, online and in Peru as well. So chances are pretty good that many of us are dealing with some pressure today, and you don't just have to take my word for it. I recently came across an article that was pretty eye-opening. It was from Harvard Med, so it feels like a pretty trustworthy source. Uh, Harvard Med, known as putting out some of the greatest doctors the world had seen, and they started to do a study to see how we're doing in the world today in regards to stress and pressure. And they found out some pretty incredible things. They discovered that one out of four of us today are dealing with a high amount of stress or pressure. And they defined high as being an 8, a 9, or a 10 on a 1 to 10 scale. So one out of four of us here today maybe is under a high amount of pressure. And if that's you, we probably saw it on your face when you came in. Right? I'm doing fine, right? But they went on to say that another two out of four people are under what's called a moderate amount of stress or pressure, being a 4 to 7 on the 1 to 10 scale. So whether you put stock in those numbers or not, just think about it for a moment and what that would mean if it is true. That means three out of four of us are either moderately or highly stressed today. And let me just say, if you're the one out of four who isn't, don't tell us because we don't want to know. We don't like you right now, okay? (laughs) I'm just kidding. We like you, I think, right? But after reading through the entire article, there was a part in it that was so funny to me. And I think it was unintentionally funny. I don't think it was written to be a humorous thing. But when I read this last line or one of the last few lines, I literally LOL'd. I laughed out loud. As the article was coming to a close, here's the little sentence that Harvard Med School, the bastion of education and academia, said to me, chronic Stress is unpleasant. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Harvard. Didn't know that. You just saved my $100,000 a year tuition education money and just go ahead and say thank you, but I already knew that. Does anyone here not know that chronic stress and pressure is is unpleasant? 
We're all aware of this. I, I noticed none of you is writing this down. Oh, I didn't know it was unpleasant. I want to make sure I get that note. No, none of us are running for pressure or unpleasant things like that in our life, looking for more stress. And if you've noticed it, it's something that affects all of us, doesn't it? Not just three out of four, but if you're that one out of four that isn't dealing with stress, just wait. Your days are coming. But here's the reality. Have you noticed, like I have, that stress and pressure, it's a no respecter of people, is it? I mean, it, it impacts Harvard med school students and high school dropouts, the rich, the poor, the young, the old, um, Republicans, Democrats, independents. It's politically across the board. <laughs> White collar, blue collar, no collar. Um, it impacts Bears fans, right? Uh, Packers fans and even us Chiefs fans, even though we're doing pretty good so far. I mean, I'm not just going to throw that out there for you guys already, but um, it's interesting, isn't it, how it affects all of us in one way, shape, or form. Stress and pressure is no respecter of people, no matter where you are or where you come from. And the chances are probably pretty good that many of you have got to that spot in your life where you said, I know I'm under pressure, I know I'm stressed out, and I've got to do something about it. The question is, what do you do? When you find yourself stressed and pressured to the breaking point in your life. For the next few weeks, we're going to look at what God's Word says about this because there is some incredible, I mean this, life-changing, peace-giving wisdom available for each and every one of us if we will put it into practice. And for the next couple weeks, we're going to look at the expert. When it came to dealing with pressure, his name is Jesus. Jesus knew a thing or two about pressures in his life. Did you know that? I mean, you think you got a stressful job? Try being the savior of the world, right? And I mean, if you've read the, his message, you see that Jesus was constantly surrounded by people who were trying to kill him, manipulate him, control him. Wow, that sounds like some pressure to me, doesn't it? And yet in the midst of this, as you read Jesus, you see about him that there's this peace that exudes from him. The title he's given in the Bible is the Prince of Peace. He had this beautiful peace, even in the most tense and stressful of situations. But not only did he exude this peace, not only did he know how to experience peace himself personally, he also offers what I consider to be one of the most beautiful invitations that he ever gave in the entirety of God's message to us for those of us who are under pressure, for those of us who are tired, who are worn out, who are burned out, who are stressed to our limits. And for the next couple weeks, we're going to look at his words and what would it look like for us to take him up on the invitation that he extends to us. We're going to get to Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28 in just a minute. So get your Bible or your device ready. I'd love to say direct your attention to the screens, but not today. So you go ahead and open your Bibles or your devices. But before we get to that, let me talk about a couple really important items. Hey, the world we're living in lately, we've seen, has been filled with stress and anxiety and fear. I've seen the same reports that you have about kind of how mental health and what's been taking place in our world lately and how depression is on the rise, anxiety is on the rise. And I know that for many of us, it's not just the stats from Harvard Med School that say it, but we know deep in our hearts that we're carrying some pretty heavy burdens and some pretty big pressures and stresses. And no matter where you are in that scale today, whether you're a one out of 10 and you're feeling no stress at all or a 10 out of 10 and you're just thankful to be here tonight, can I just say that I'm so glad you're here? that this is a safe place for you no matter what you're dealing with emotionally and what you're dealing with stress and pressure-wise in your life. I pray that you see a group of people who, just like me, we are so far from perfect, we don't have it all figured out, 
but we're walking towards Jesus together, and we'd love to take you along the ride with us. Can I get an amen? Amen. So no matter where you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what stresses and pressures, I'm so glad you're here, and we would love to do all that we possibly can to help you take that step towards peace. And I pray that that tonight gives you a whole bunch of hope. So with that hope in our heart, would you stand with me as we honor the reading of God's message today? Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. I'm going to read from the NIV, New International Version. And then after that, I want to read the same passage from what's called the message paraphrase. And I love how it says this. These are the words of Jesus, the red letters. And he says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And and now listen to this, if you would, please, from the message paraphrase. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Hear this, my friends. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. I think we should just stop there and call it a day. (laughs) Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for this invitation. And I pray that it hits the mailboxes and inboxes of our hearts and souls in a way where we are open and can't wait to receive it. Lord, I don't know what every single person is dealing with today and the stresses and pressures that are on their heart and their mind, but I know that you're a God that's big enough for whatever it is. So remind us of that. Speak to us in a way that we know that we've encountered the living God in our midst today. We believe you for it all, Jesus, and we ask it in your name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. So I want to make sure that you get the most out of this time that God has given us today. So it's audience participation time. You know I'm a believer in taking notes, so grab whatever it is that you've got around you. Paper, pen, grab some information. You've got your lyric sheets, all right? So you can even use those. You've got your devices out. You've got your app open. Here's what I need you to do. To get the most out of this, I want you to think specifically about that stress or pressure that's been keeping you up at nights lately, That thing that has been causing you to bite your nails. What is that thing that's been causing the most stress and pressure in your life lately? And I want you to get specific. Maybe it's a work situation or relationship. Maybe it's a health situation going on with a family member or friend. Maybe it is the Bears and you're just stressed out because you don't know how they're going to play this week, right? Whatever it is for you, take a moment and write that down. And we're going to reference back to that in a minute on that piece of paper or your device and your notes or in your app feature. So keep that handy. Keep it nearby because, again, this is most powerful when it applies to where you are personally in your life. Now that you have that and continue to write things down as you need to through the rest of the message today. But now that you have that written down, here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Just take a second and look at it. All right. Look at that thing that you wrote down, that situation, that issue, that relationship. And I want you to think about the last time that flared up, the last time that it kind of reared its ugly head, and what is it that was taking place in your body when that rose? For some of you, your heart started to beat a little faster, blood pressure started to rise, 
For others of you, you started to grit your teeth. Some of you started to clench your fists. Others of you, you have that vein in the forehead that just starts a throbbing, right? Just starts going. For me, when I get really stressed out, I stop speaking in complete sentences. I just like, you better. Or you, you know what I'm talking about. Don't make me. And there's going to be trouble. And we're like, I have no idea what you just said. And I'm like, good, because I don't even know what I just said. But think about what was going on. What were you feeling? What were the reactions going on in your body? When that thing that you wrote down, that stress or pressure began to rise up within you again. And for some of you, you're looking back at me and you say, Keith, yeah, a lot of those things kind of resonated because you would have done the same thing. For you, it was a response to when they called you and told you that beater of a car broke down again. And I can't believe I have to pay for another repair bill. It just doesn't make sense to me. Or for others of you, it was that moment where at work, that situation kept presenting itself. And how can they keep letting this guy get away with what he's doing? Or for some of you, it's in-laws. And I love that your in-laws want to come over. But isn't there like a, a quote of how many times you can do that in a calendar year? And if last visit was any indication of what this one's going to be like, I might as well just get the antacids ready because it's going to be one of those days. Maybe the steam's already flying out of your ears and you're already noticing what it is that's taking place. The reality is each and every one of us tend to deal with stress and pressure eventually, some sooner, some later. Each and every one of us goes somewhere to deal with the stress and the pressure. The question, I think, for us as we begin is this. Where do you go when the stress and the pressure becomes too much and you just can't take any more? Where is it that you go? And for some of you, you're looking back at me and you're saying, I don't know. I don't really think about it. It just kind of happens. You know, stress and pressure comes and I just react. And, And I get that. But here's what I'd love to challenge you with a little bit more. When you have a choice and you start to think about what am I going to choose to do, what are those choices and where do they usually take you? And again, some of you don't know. And so let me give some hypothetical examples and let's see if it helps you discover where it is that you tend to go when the pressure gets high in your life. When you get that call from the mechanic and they say, it's going to be about two grand, you're going to need a new transmission. What do you say in that moment? When your boss calls up and he says, hey, it's going to be overtime weekend. There's nothing you can do about it. I need all hands on deck. Or in those moments where things like that happen and the doctor calls and it says, hey, it's time. We have to discuss those results from the doctor from your exams. You need to come in right away. If you were to be really honest and not just try to pretend because you're in church and give the church answer, but if you were to really think about what it is that you choose to do as a first response, For some of us, we may say, well, if I'm being really honest, Keith, there's some words that come out of my mouth, and they're not church-appropriate words, because I tell them what I really think about them, right? For others of us, we're we're lash-outers, you know, you kick the dog or punch a hole in the wall, right? For some, we run to alcohol or some pills to try to numb the pain. Others of us, there's a form of therapy that, that is much more readily available. It's called retail therapy, aka Amazon, because that would just make me feel better. <laughs> Some people go to social media and say, hey, if I'm stressed out, I'm going to make sure everyone else is stressed out. So I'm going to start a fire. Ooh. I don't know why I do social media like this, but I guess I do, right? <laughs> uh, other people go to a website and they look at some images or videos. And still other people choose to isolate. And they said, I'm just not going to let anyone in ever. It's interesting. Oftentimes that first thing that we go, those places that we go, show us where we run to when the pressure and the stress gets to be too much in our lives. Oftentimes those point us to where it is that we are choosing to go, what it is that we're trying to do 
to deal with the pressure and the stress when it becomes too much in our life. But I don't know if you've noticed this like I have, but oftentimes the things that we do to try to relieve the pressure and stress in our life, they don't quite give us the satisfaction or the pressure relief we are after, do they? I mean, sometimes if I'm being really honest, some of the things that we choose to do to relieve the stress and pressure in our life not only don't help, but they actually make the situation worse. I mean, think about it. Not only do you have a $2,000 repair bill for your car, but now you got to patch a hole in the wall, right? Oh, man. Not only do you have to repair that relationship with your friend, but now you have to make an excuse. Somebody hacked my social account. I don't know how they said all those things about you specifically on social media. Or, man, now I've got to make things right with my spouse, but it's not only that. Now I have to lie and cover up where I was last night and have to hide the receipt because she can't know that I went there again. If she knew I was at the bar again drinking again, it'd it'd be just a whole thing. You see, sometimes we go to those places to deal with the stress and the pressure in our life. What we discover is it actually makes things worse. Because now, not only do we have our pressure, but we have the added pressure of what we did and what we went to. And you're like, Keith, this is the worst sermon of all time. I feel terrible. Give me some hope. But, but here's why this is so important, why this setup is so very important for us. We need to know the full extent of what happens in our lives when pressure and stress comes so we can truly understand the beauty and the peace that's offered to us through Jesus. Because Jesus, he looks to us. And I know this is hard to believe, but even 2,000 years ago, people were dealing with stress and pressure. And he looks out at this crowd of people who have been there, who have done that, who've had loved ones in the hospital, who have had bills that they couldn't pay for, who have had bosses that just weren't nice. And he looks at them and he doesn't say, run to a bottle, grab some pills, blow someone up on social media. He doesn't say isolate and hide. He, he actually does something that's so simple and so profound that sometimes we have a tendency of skipping right over it without even giving it a second thought. But I truly believe, my friends, that if we were to take Jesus' invitation seriously, and if we would actually do what it is that he calls us to do, I believe we would find a peace unlike anything we've ever experienced in our lives. Jesus looks to this stressed out, under pressure group of people, and he gives them a simple three-word invitation. Come to me. Are you tired? Are you burned out? Are you stressed out? Are you under pressure? Come to me. Jesus looks and in essence, he says, all those other places that you can go to, you can run to, but what you're going to find out is not only can they not give you the actual pressure relief you want, sure, it'll give you a little bit of relief from the pain, but then the pills wear off and the bottle empty and runs dry, and then eventually someone gets back to you on social media and says the very things that you said about them, and then the problem gets worse. But you don't have to go all those places and try all those things. There's a different way. Your story doesn't have to go that way. Instead, you can choose to come to me, me who is that prince of peace. And I love this promise that Jesus gives. If you still have your Bible open, look at uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. He says this, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Again, I love how the message paraphrase says this, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. He goes, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Don't you love that phrase, a real rest? Because isn't it true, sometimes we go to bed at night and we wake up, we're like, did I even sleep, right? But you guys remember what it's like to have a real rest? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like the rest before you had kids. Remember that? <laughs> remember before kids rest? And man, all you kids are like, no, I don't know what I'm talking about, right? It's, it's what you do on the summertime, right? You like wake up at noon, you're like, man, I feel great. 
You're like, good, I had 20 minutes solid last night, so I'm doing great too. Jesus actually uses this incredible word. In, the English can't translate it very well, but in the language that Jesus would have written it in or had it written in by Matthew, the gospel writer, it's this word called anapao, and it doesn't just mean rest. It literally means to recreate your soul. It's not Jesus just saying, hey, I'm going to polish up some rest in your life. He says, I'm actually going to recreate a part of you. I'm going to give you a fresh start, a new beginning. I'm going to make all things new. It's like this newness of rest that makes it feel like, what? I've never experienced a rest before. This is like a brand new kind of rest that Jesus is exactly. That's the kind of rest that I desire to give to you. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. Can I get an amen? I mean, for that kind of rest, for that kind of recreation to take place in my soul, I guess the only question is, well, okay, Jesus, I'm in. How do we experience this? And how does this even take place personally? Because you're like, you're looking at me saying, Keith, that's great. Now, what's the next step? Give me something practical because that's wonderful in theory. But what does it actually mean to deal with all this pressure and stress and do what Jesus says and come to him? I think that is the question that Jesus invites us to ask, but I also want to explain it in a way before we dive into what it means so it really sinks in, okay? First thing I tell you is this, the rest that Jesus gives us is not an overnight process, okay? As a matter of fact, I want you to think about that for a moment. You look at those things you wrote down, those stresses and those pressures. Most of them didn't happen in a moment, did they? Oh, they were built up. The pressure in your relationship wasn't one fight, it was a a bunch of fights or the finances. It didn't just happen with one bad financial situation. It was a bunch of financial situations. And Jesus looks to us and he says, I've got some pressure relief for you, but I want you to know that it's going to take walking with me, working with me and learning from me. Did you hear that in the passage? He says, walk with me, work with me, learn with me. There's this process of walking day after day, moment after moment. I think this is so important for us because has anyone noticed like I have that we tend to live in a quick fix society? That we all want microwaved answers? That we, we want our prayers answered and we wanted them answered yesterday. So Jesus, what's the problem? And if Jesus doesn't answer in the time frame that we want, if he doesn't make things better immediately, now we'll go back and do what it is that we were doing before. But Jesus looks to us and he says, no, that's, that's not how it works with me. As a matter of fact, if you'll walk with me, if you'll work with me, then you'll discover that rest, that recreation for your soul. And I think practically it looks like this. For any of you that have relational pressures, and you wrote it down there, right? If you have relational pressures, I think it looks like this. You know, I can't believe my friend is treating me the way that they are. How could a friend like this betray me? Or how could my ex ever do such a thing and say such a thing? Or maybe you're just a parent in the stands and be like, how can my coach be so dumb and not put my kid in? My kid is obviously the best of all the kids out there. But before you say or do something you regret because that pressure is building up and that vein starting to throb and your teeth are starting to clench together and you're about white knuckle gripping everything. That before you let full vent to that anger, you say first and foremost, Jesus, this pressure is getting too much for me. But before I say or do anything, I'm coming to you. Would you help me? Would you recreate that part within me that is so filled with stress and pressure? Would you give me rest for my soul? I think that's what it looks like relationally. For you who are dealing with some financial pressures, and maybe you wrote those down, I think it means before you fill out another credit card application, 
Before you ask another friend for money, it means coming to Jesus and say, Jesus, these financial pressures are too big and they're too much for me, but I'm coming to you first. Before I fill out an application or ask a friend for money, because I know that many times financial pressures aren't only about finances, that there's something else going on there. So before I do anything else, I'm coming to you. For those of you who are dealing with some work pressures and you're like, oh, I've been waiting for this day because I'm getting ready to put in my two weeks and I've been making a list of of things that I've been holding against my boss and today's you're going to get it day. So I'm lining up and get ready to go and I'm going to fire it out because this, man, I've just been boiler pressure in my mind and now I'm going to let him have it. But before we say that or do that, we come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I feel the pressure building within me. But before I say or do anything that is going to burn some bridges, help me to see my boss like you see him. As someone you loved and cared about so much that you gave your life for him. Or for those of us with emotional pressures. And things just get difficult and it's heavy to carry the emotional burdens and you feel anxiety or, or stress or despair start to rise up within you. That before you give in to that despair, you turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm coming to you. And, and would you remind me of who I am in you? Would you remind me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? Would you remind me that I'm your beloved child and that nothing could ever change the love that you have for me? Would you remind me of the truth of Ephesians 1, 4, that before the foundations of the earth were laid, you chose me. And that you, there's nothing I could ever say or do that would make me love you any more or less than you do right now. What would that look like for you practically with those pressures that you wrote down in your paper right now to come to Jesus? For some of you, it may mean more time in prayer, just starting your morning with literally the Prince of Peace, spending time with Him, getting to know Him, just hearing His voice speaking to your soul. For others of you, it would be diving into God's message a little more and seeing what it is that He has to say about work. The Bible talks about work, seeing what the Bible has to say about working through conflict in relationships. It talks a lot about that, even about money. How do we deal with the financial pressures? What does God's Word say about that? What would it look like for you to experience The reality of practically coming to Jesus with whatever those pressures are that you wrote down right here and right now. I've been dealing with this lately. I don't know if you guys knew this, but sometimes pastors deal with pressure. Did you know that? Right? That was a better joke than you laughed for, but that's okay. It's it's getting heavy here. But all kidding aside, we've been here a little over two months, and I don't know if you knew this, but sometimes churches have problems. And, and we've been working through some problems here. And to say that it's been a pressure-filled experience so far as we moved in here would kind of be an understatement of epic proportions. And there have been some things going on in my life and in ministry and in our personal life with my mom and all the things that are taking place there and all the responses of things that have been happening in the world lately. I felt kind of pressure-filled. And there's a moment where literally this past week, I'm just in the shower and I'm like, Jesus, I need you. You got to help me out. And it was that moment where literally I came to Jesus with the stress and the pressure. And in the middle of my shower time, I I believe the Lord spoke to my heart. He didn't have an audible voice. But when I said, Jesus, I just really need you. I'm coming to you. I felt him speak to my spirit. And he said this, why are you so scared? Why are you so scared? There's that moment. I'm like, well, Jesus, in case you didn't know it, I got a new job. Right? (laughs) And we moved all the way hundreds of miles away, away from all of our friends. And my mom's going through a whole scenario and things are really hard and it's a challenge. And sometimes I forget people's names and it's a whole thing. And in the midst of that moment and that time, I, I really got down to the, the middle of it. I said, Jesus, really at the end of the day, I just don't want to let you down. And it was so cool in that moment. Again, it wasn't an audible voice, 
But I, I heard the voice of my heavenly father speak to my soul and my spirit when I admitted that I'm coming to him and I just needed him. I heard him say, Keith, I've just asked you to be faithful. I've just asked you to be faithful. And just by you being faithful, I will take care of the results. And if I say you're enough as your heavenly father, then guess what? Then you are enough. And you know what happened in that moment? That little part of my soul that was pressured and burdened (sighs) felt recreated. A newness of life and peace washed over a weary soul. And guess what? None of my problems went away. They didn't. (gasps) But something even more incredible happened. In the midst of the stress and the pressure, I felt my heavenly father speak to me through my Savior Jesus and say, but I got this. I've got this. And you can trust me. So the question for you today, my friends, is this. What would it look like for you to come to Jesus with those stresses and pressures that you've got here? And I've been doing this long enough. I've been passing over 20 years now. I know where some of you are thinking in your mind. You're like, well, what's that going to mean for me, pastor? You know, what am I going to have to do? Am I going to have to have a weird encounter in the shower with the Lord, right? Is he going to speak to me like you? I mean, that's kind of weird, Keith. And here's the thing, I don't know the process of how it's all going to work out for you. I don't know if you're going to have to go to counseling and see a Christian counselor. I don't know if you're going to have to spend some time in prayer with us. I don't know if you're going to have to dive into God's Word in a different way. I don't know what it is that it's going to look like for you. But here's what I do know. You don't have to know all the details of how God's work it out, how He's going to work it out for you to take the first step. That you can take that first step here and now today and say, Jesus, I've been going a bunch of other places with my pressures, but what I'm realizing right now is what you've invited me to do is to come to you. So I'm going to say yes. And here's what I challenge you to do. Let God figure out the process because he's really good at his job. (laughs) He can keep the universe running in an order. He can take care of the pressures that you're dealing with in your life. So no matter what the process is, don't let that keep you from taking that first step. I'd say it like this because it rhymes and it's kind of, well, it doesn't rhyme, but it's a cool way of saying it like this. Don't let the process keep you from the promise. Can I say that again? You need to write that down. Don't let the process keep you from the promise. Don't let that idea of, I don't know how it's all going to work out, how this process is going to mean, what it's going to look like for me, who I'm going to have to talk to, what I'm going to have to do, what steps I'm going to have to make, if I'm going to have to have some apologies or talk to a pastor or get involved in a group or do something different. Don't let the process keep you from that beautiful promise, the promise that Jesus said, come to me, get away with me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's my hope and my prayer for you. I'm going to invite the praise team to come forward, and I want us to think about this for a minute. We're going to sing a song called The Cross Has the Final Word, and I love that because Jesus, I believe, wants to have the final word of the pressures of your life right here and right now. So what I'd invite you to do this week is put those pressures and those stresses somewhere that you're going to be reminded when they rear up, when they rear their ugly head. I'm going to invite you to put Matthew or just M-A-T-T 11, 28 through 30 on it. And again, on your device, the notes are already on there and you've got that all in front of you. But, but here's what I'm going to invite you to do this week. Just literally take Jesus up on his invitation Next week, we're going to look at what it means when Jesus says, hey, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What does that mean to walk and work with Jesus? We're going to look at that next week. But this week, I just want to invite you to take that first step. Come to me, Jesus said, with all those pressures and all those things and allow him to find rest for your soul. So literally what that means is 
that when those pressures start to rise up, you say, Jesus, of all the places that I could go to, of all the things that I could do, I'm choosing right here and right now to come to you. Would you stand with me today? We're going to pray and then we're going to sing this song together. Lord Jesus is a fellow struggler of pressure in life. So thankful for the invitation you give. I'm so thankful for the way that you are present right here and right now. And Lord, I know that there were probably some in that crowd that first day when you said, come to me, and they kind of raised their hand in their mind and thought, well, how's this all going to work out, Jesus, and what's the plan? And you didn't give them the full plan at that moment. You just said, come, with, come to me and walk with me and watch how I do it. And that's how we'll find rest. So, Lord, no matter what the pressures are, and I know some of them are pretty extreme, because with my brothers and sisters, we've been walking together in this journey. But none of those problems are bigger than the promise that you've given us. None of those things are greater than the power that you have, Jesus, to make all things new, to recreate our souls. So in this moment and in this time, would you give us the bravery and the courage when these things start to rise up again within us, that we will have the boldness and courage to say, Lord, of all the places that I could go, first and foremost, I'm coming to you, and I believe that you will give me rest. We believe you for it all, Jesus, and we ask it in your name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.